Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. So, uh, can we talk about that Carolina Wake Forest game for a minute? Um, you know, they played a game down in Chapel Hill uh, yesterday, or not yet, not yesterday, two days ago on Saturday. And, uh, you know, Carolina and Wake Forest, their offenses showed out. The problem was, it appeared that both teams adjusted the Madden settings and put it on rookie mode on the defensive side of the ball. It's why it was a 50-something to 50-something shootout, I think is what it was. Um, so, you know, I, I, know we're, I know we're in COVID right now and everything is supposed to be six feet apart, but I'm pretty sure that that didn't include the defenses for each side of UNC and Wake Forest the other day. Like, they didn't have to play the game six feet apart. But we're going to get to that in a minute. Welcome in to ACC Tailgate. I'm your host, Will Dalton, a.k.a. Wilburn Gold, and I hope you had a great weekend. Hope you had a great Monday, a great start to your week. God, that, that was... Uh, that that Wake Forest UNC game that was something else. That that was something else. I mean, that like I said, they pretty much played that game on rookie mode. That's how bad, and you know this if you watched it. That's how bad the defenses were. I mean, it was literally back and forth and back and forth. Now eventually, uh, eventually Carolina pulled away, but. All I know is um of blows that might have been fine against Wake Forest but against a ranked you know no biggie number two in the country ranked opponent in Notre Dame you might want to play some defense and I ain't talking about six feet apart social distancing either like you did against boy to that game here in just a few minutes um new rankings out uh, for the college football playoff, the same three teams remain in the ACC. Go ahead and pull those up for you. So this is your three. You got Notre Dame at two, Clemson at four, and Miami. I believe they dropped down a spot at 12. I'm pretty sure they were number 11 uh, last week, and they dropped down a spot after. And we're going to get to this game as well after just barely squeaking by uh, against Virginia Tech. 
you know, that, that, uh, they're, um, speaking of bad, de- that, that, that might just be the theme of the show is bad defense because there was bad defense on both the UNC and the Wake Forest side of the ball. And there was bad defense on the Miami side of the ball and kind of, you know, it's interesting. Miami's a team I haven't talked about a lot this year, but, um, I don't know. Uh, my Miami, they've written, you know, kind of looking back at their schedule, they've really not played good defense all year. And, you know, it's, it's kind of becoming a common trend and, you know, a, a Virginia tech team that, you know, the score was final score was 25, 24 Miami pulled it out. Um, but Virginia tech did not play particularly well. They were missing Khalil, their running back. Hendon Hooker played okay. I mean, nothing special. Uh, had a touchdown, a rushing touchdown pass for only like, I don't know if even just maybe just barely 200 yards, if that one interception. I mean, did not play particularly well. And yet, the number 11 last week, now number 12 team in the country, Miami, seemed to have some trouble shutting that down. So uh, we're going to kind of talk about that one a little bit later on in the show too. Uh, we're going to talk a little Trevor Lawrence potentially, or maybe not potentially going to the Jets. What could look like uh, uh, so, something that I, actually, I wanted to get to this on Friday's show, but I didn't get to it because uh, there was so much, you know, other things, to t- so many other things to talk about uh, that I didn't get to it, you know, football and basketball. It's going to be mostly football today. we got our first viewer. Welcome in. Hope you're doing all right. Um, we've got, oh, stop everybody, everybody pause. We've got one. We've got our first viewer of the day. Hello. Uh, dark, dark sage nine one one seven. The Twitch names, the Twitch names are, are interesting. Those are, those are fun. Uh, cause I like to, you know, I'm a big name guy. Like I like to call people their name and, you know, make it personable. Uh, the Twitch names are interesting cause you got, cause usually they're, you know, not like Chad or Brad or, or you know, you know that usually like a code name, secret secret ops code name. Uh, but we got our first viewer, so welcome in. Glad to see you. Uh, we've got our first comment because he left us a comment, and it's apparently an interesting. He says he's got an interesting college football question for me. So we we shall see what that is. I hope I have an answer. If I don't. I'll just say I don't know because you know I'm transparent here and I don't like to I don't like to bullshit anybody. So um, we'll see we'll we'll see what uh, Dark Sage nine one one seven has for us, and um, we'll continue on with our uh, our opening monologue here on ACC tailgate on Chris Landry football uh, Twitch channel. Please subscribe and check out all our other shows. Hope. Again, hope everybody's doing well. Um, forgot what was I talking about. Um, but yeah, uh, Friday, Friday there was so much you know basketball and football to get to. Today is mostly going to be a football based show. Uh, not a lot of basketball that I'm going to get into today. Um, there are a few little nuggets though on uh, the basketball side of things that will get kind of get out of the way here uh, early. Um. Uh, Syracuse head coach Jim Beheim uh, did come down with COVID. He's currently uh, isolated and asymptomatic, doing just fine, from what I hear. Uh, come from him that that's coming from him. So I assume nothing's changed, and so he appears to be doing just fine, which is good to hear uh, because you know Beheim is an is an older guy, and you know that tends to be the demographic that you know. Uh, Sorry, something popped up on my screen. Uh, you know, obviously the older demographic is the one that you tend to be more concerned about uh, when it comes to COVID. But uh, according to Beheim himself, he he is asymptomatic and ju- and doing just fine. So that is good news. Uh, and then the other little nugget I had for you on the college basketball side of things is apparently, and this is as of today, um, the NCAA tournament basketball it's going to be held. The final four 
uh, in the national championship was supposed to be in Indianapolis in 2021. Um, and what they've done, apparently, I don't know all the nitty gritty and the details, and I think it's still a developing story. Um, they are going to hold the whole thing in Indianapolis in one location. So I guess kind of like a bubble, excuse me, a bubble type deal. Uh, again, I don't know the ins and outs, the details of it, other than all 68 teams uh, for the tournament will be going to Indianapolis. I don't know uh, if it's going to be one arena, you know, the, the initial, well, like I said, I don't know the details, so I don't know if they're going to, they're going to still use the same arena that they were already planning to use. Uh, I assume they were going to be using the Indianapolis Colts stadium, which is what they've done in the past when they did the tournament in Indianapolis. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have all the games in that one arena, if they're going to have different spots around Indianapolis. I'm not sure how they're going to do that. Uh, So that'll be interesting. Um, But yeah, so that's, that's our two little, uh, basketball nuggets for the day of the tournament NCAA tournament. It's going to be all in Indianapolis in one spot, like a bubble. And then Jim Beheim of Syracuse, uh, does have COVID, but he is asymptomatic and he's doing just fine from what we heard. Um, what else? Had a few little, uh, little nuggets. I want to get out of the way before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Um, Serious question. Regular potatoes or sweet potatoes? Yeah, I just went there on an ACC show because when I said meat and potatoes, it actually, I I find that to be an interesting question. Do you like regular potatoes or sweet potatoes? Me personally, uh, I like sweet potatoes. Now, I like both. this is getting weird. I'm talking about potatoes on an ACC show. I don't care. This is fun. Like I did everybody. Everybody has an opinion on this. Either you like one or the other, or you don't like any at all, but it's an interesting, uh, interesting topic for discussion. I personally like sweet potatoes. I actually haven't had any in a long time, right? Regular or sweet potatoes. Uh, I prefer sweet potatoes cause they're better for you. Um, you know, I'm trying to try to be healthy over here. Uh, brown sugar, by the way, and sweet potatoes, really good. So, uh, but yeah, that's the question of the day. Do you like regular potatoes or sweet potatoes? Let me know in the comments. Dark Sage, I'm looking at you, buddy. One, I'm waiting for the interesting college football question. And two, you like sweet potatoes or regular potatoes? We got we to gotta get into this here. It's the, it's the important things that matter here on ACC Tailgate. So, um Let's see here. Oh, some NFL stuff before we get going, because, I mean, we obviously love NFL around here, you know, as this is mainly a football, whether it's pro or college, this is mainly a football-related Twitch channel here on Chris Landry Football. Um, That play yesterday, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, that big play he had – uh, for the Cardinals to win the game. That's actually not his first rodeo. That's actually not the first time he's done that. Um, and and I, I often... Ooh. So the question has come in. It's a... Ooh, it's a long one. It's a... I don't even know if I'll be able to fit that on the screen. We're going to get to... Dark Sage, we're going to get to your question as soon as I finish this thought. I hope I'm able to answer it, but I might, I may not know the answer. Um, we'll, we'll all read it together. So, um, but yeah, D hop, Deandre Hopkins, uh, you know, obviously traded over the off season to the Cardinals from the Houston Texans. And that got awful move by Bill O'Brien, who has now since been fired from the Houston Texans for obvious reasons. Um, incredible play. Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins yesterday to help them get the win uh, over who, who were the Cardinals even playing yesterday? I've already forgotten. Let's make sure I get this right here. It's funny too, because the play has literally gone viral and I don't remember who they were playing. Um, the bills. So really good divisional matchup. 
actually really, really competitive division right now. Cardinals, Bills, and Seahawks all tied up at six and three in that division. So that'll be interesting. But so Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins, he goes up and catches the game winner. And this is actually not DeAndre Hopkins' first time doing something like that. And I've actually got the play. And I, I often forget because I think I forget it more so in football than I do um than I do in basketball. But I tend to forget where NFL guys went to college. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because I, I don't know. I don't know why that is. But DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, if you're a fan, you know this. DeAndre Hopkins went to Clemson. Go Go, go figure. I mean, Clemson, an absolute machine, clearly. You know, Deshaun Watson, about to be Trevor Lawrence, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, it just, the list could go on and on and on. But, so I have the clip. I'm going to play it. This is actually, I'm trying to learn how to integrate pictures and videos into the show because, like, I'm basically the talent, the on-air talent, and the producer of my own show here. Like, I'm the only one running this. Uh, you know, I run it here on my laptop. I'm on my webcam right now. You know, I got a mic plugged in, but this is all done on my laptop. And so I basically do this on a site called Stream StreamYard. By the way, if you're into content and you're looking to do your own podcast or a web show, StreamYard is the way to go. Which is why when I I had actually when I came on to do this show for Chris Landry, it's actually kind of funny uh, because I was actually already familiar with StreamYard because I do my own stuff on YouTube. And when he said we are, we're going to be on Streamyard to do this, I was like, "This guy, this guy gets it. He's onto it. He know he he's already onto it." So, Streamyard, if you're if you're looking to do your own podcast or web show, I highly recommend it. It's so user friendly. It's so simple to use. Uh, but this is this is the first time I'm playing a video on the show. So, podcast listeners, first of all, hello, welcome, hello, welcome in. Uh, if you're if you're obviously listening on the podcast after it's been posted, if you're watching on Twitch after it's already been posted, uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. I assume there's going to be sound. The reason I brought up the podcast listeners, I assume there's going to be sound here uh, with with the video because I've got the the clip. It was Clemson versus NC State. I forget what year this was. I think it was at NC State, but I could pull this up and it's at Clemson. So. But Clemson, NC State, Deshaun Watson to DeAndre Hopkins, game winner. I think it's a game winner. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll do this thing. Let's see here. All right, here we go. Emerson had a shot at this one. So did the safety Bishop. So did the Clemson receiver. And it's DeAndre Hopkins who wins the fight for it. Two against one. And it just looked like he snatched it from Bishop. Tie goes to the runner. Or in this case, the catcher. <laughs> he did run to good to make the coach. And you know what? DeAndre Hopkins twice now in this football game has gone up and fought for the football and come down. How crazy is that? So, first of all, I actually don't know on my end because um, I'm pretty sure when I've got my mic plugged in to my computer, I can't hear like I can't hear sound on my computer. Period. When that's the case, I would have to unplug my mic, which maybe I probably should have. But I assume that that video had the sound coming through. Um, I apologize for our podcast listeners if it didn't. You just basically got 30 seconds of silence, but. It was the clip. The moral of the story was last night's Hail Mary game changer play, Sports Center top 10, probably number one, I would, I would assume, ranked on that top 10 list. Uh, this wasn't DeAndre Hopkins' first time. He did it, he did it last night for the pros, and he was doing it at Clemson a few years ago against Go Figure. And I love this so much against NC State, of all people. Like, that just makes my heart very warm as a Carolina fan. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to show you guys that. So I'm actually going to go back and watch after the show to make sure there was sound so I can do this more often. But, uh, now with no further ado, we are going to get to our question of the day from our viewer, Dark Sage. Um, let's see here. 
Okay, we got it in. You can't see you can you can see me now, but all right. So Dark Sage asks, in recent years, it seems to me Alabama has usurped Notre Dame in terms of prestige and value to the NCAA. I keep seeing this year Alabama always being ranked ahead of them in polls, and I just get the feeling Notre Dame is not the gold standard in football anymore. My question is, do you see the SEC as a conference being a bigger brand than Notre Dame? Have they usurped their place as the gold standard in football, or is Notre Dame still the school that everyone else should compare to? Um, first of all, thank you so much for the question. I love comments. I love them so much. I love being able to interact with them during the show. It gives me that much more to work with, that much more to talk about. So that's first and foremost, Dark Sage. I appreciate that question. It was a long one, uh, but the moral of the story is, is Notre Dame still the gold standard and the school to be compared to? And I'm just going to go ahead and give my honest-to-God answer. Um, so, me personally, and maybe this is – and, and again, no, I'm not going to bullshit you, so I'm just going to say it this way. I don't know – I'm not familiar with Notre Dame's history uh, as a football program. You know, I have – I'm just not familiar with it. I'm kind of more familiar with where they are right now. Um, I actually, I actually did not know that Notre Dame was considered a gold standard in football. I, I always personally thought that that was Alabama. Um, um, I'm going to read, read the part about the SEC again. My question is, do you see the SEC as a conference being a bigger brand than Notre Dame. Honestly, yes, because it's one, it's a conference and not only, you know, an entire conference for the most part is going to be bigger brand wise than one team, one school. Not, and not only that, but the very conference that you're asking about the SEC is basically the flagship and has been as long as I remember in college football, much like, for the most part, the ACC is that for college basketball up until this year where the ACC has had up to five, maybe I don't even remember. I don't remember if they got up to six teams in the top AP top 25. This is the first time that the ACC has had this kind of number of teams sprinkled all throughout the top 25. They currently have three uh, Notre Dame, Clemson and Miami. But the point is they've had a very strong presence this year in college football. That has not always been the case. It's usually the SEC that's the flagship, and they obviously still are. So to answer that direct question, do you think the SEC as a conference is bigger is a bigger brand than Notre Dame? Yes, I do, because it's, it's a whole conference, and it's the SEC. That is the conference in college football. So I, I don't think any one school has a bigger brand than the SEC – itself in college football um i do think this year you know i I was on the record and and again just being me being honest i was actually on the record all year up until last week when notre dame beat clemson that i felt notre dame was a little bit overrated um they they hadn't played anybody and after clemson they really don't play anybody other than Carolina this coming week and we'll see how much of a challenge that is um they obviously proved me wrong but I I personally you know when I when I think of the gold standard even right now when I think of the gold standard in college football I don't think about Notre Dame I don't think about Carolina like I think about Alabama and then you know just because it's been so many years in recent memory and that's, you know, that's how brands are built is just consistency and just constantly being there. It's to me, when I think of the gold standard of college football, I think of Alabama. And then in recent years, I think of Clemson just because they're there every single year. Um, me being a person that hasn't followed Notre Dame closely uh, up until really this year, m- you know, mate, mate, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, Maybe they have been considered the gold standard in the past in college football, and I just didn't realize that. Uh, 
maybe not. But when I think of the gold standard in college football, me personally, I think about Alabama and I think about Clemson. Now, if Notre Dame can keep up what they've been doing, then they would potentially, you know, we'll have to see what they do come playoff time. But if Notre Dame is able to, you know, let, let's just say hypothetically they they go to the ACC title game against Clemson, they play Clemson tight, maybe they win, maybe they don't, but let's just say since it's hypothetical, maybe they, they beat Clemson in the national or in the ACC title game and then they make the college football playoff and maybe Clemson doesn't or even if Clemson does, let's say Notre Dame goes to the championship and wins it all and then comes back next year and continue, you know, I don't know what year Ian Book is. He's, I think, either a sophomore or junior. I'm not 100% sure. I'm leaning towards more towards junior, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you know, if Notre Dame were to win it all, win the ACC title or something like that, come back next year, have a similar run, similar position, similar success, then I would I would have to put them in that conversation of the gold standard in college football right now, because you know because when you think about it, that's how Clemson really kind of built their position in that conversation. So I hope I did a good job. I hope I answer, I answered that as good as I possibly could, um, and I hope that helps you and brings you some value. But that's that's just kind of where uh, I sit on that. So I really appreciate you, Dark Sage, for the question. I uh, hope you'll continue to tune in and bring us more questions uh, from here on out. <clears throat> so uh, I'm going to real quick uh, want to give a little bit of love to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. Um, you know, obviously, you know, uh, that's one thing I talked about in you know, to the point of uh, Dark Sage, you know, and him asking questions and a couple shows ago when I had a really good interaction with one of our other viewers, you know, I <clears throat> I talked a lot about how I really want to make this a community and really build this up. No, you know, viewers and the audience are the are obviously the main part of that. And I would consider another part of that is our sponsors and people that really want to help us build not just my show, but all of our shows here and this whole channel, the chrislandryfootball.com website. And we have to give some love to our sponsor that is helping us do that, American Betting Expert. They, um, they're helping us. They're helping all our other shows here on Chris Landry Football, and they've got a special deal for you guys. Uh, and here's all you do. You go to, you go to our website, uh, Chris, or not Chris, uh, LandryFootball.com, uh, you click on the ad that'll be in the upper right side of the page, and then you're going to pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your home state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet. Um, you'll sign up, and then you'll instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It's that simple. So again, you just go to our site, you click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page, and then you get in on that special offer from our friends at American Betting Experts, and we really appreciate them. And we appreciate you guys for getting in on that. Um, <clears throat> so let me get to uh, kind of where I started. Um, the Carolina-Wake Forest game. So Carolina won it. They pulled away 59-53. It was an absolute shootout. And like I said to begin the show, it appeared that the game was being played on rookie mode. Because... It was just, this team goes down and scores. Now this team goes down and scores. The other team gets it. They go down and score like that. Next thing you know, the other team goes down and scores. It was literally back and forth and back and forth. It, it, it was a ping pong ball of a football game. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong. Carolina played, offensively, Carolina played very well. But I'm just going to go – and obviously I love seeing that because I'm a Carolina fan. Like, what what do you expect me to say? But to that – with that being said, I know Carolina's offense is good. I know Carolina's offense is, is explosive. I mean, Sam Howell, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Daz Newsome, De'Ami Brown. Like, 
these guys are really, really good. And then obviously Mac Brown running the show. However, until I see what they do this coming week when they've actually got a challenging opponent in Notre Dame, it's kind of hard for me to judge how good and how, just how, I know they're explosive, Carolina's offense. I'm not denying that. I'm curious, are they actually as explosive as they seem? Because they haven't gone up against a good defense all year. I would argue, now, now Wake Forest, They've been playing actually pretty good defense on the little run that they've been on in the, in the season, the the pretty solid season that they've uh, put together. But they didn't show up the other day against Carolina, so it was almost irrelevant. I would argue that the best defense Carolina's played against all year was probably Syracuse because they've got a pretty good secondary. You know, they were again. I said it last week. You know, they they were the team that gave Trevor Lawrence his first pick six of his college career. Um, but other than them and, you know, Wake Forest, if they would have showed up, but they didn't, you know, that those are really the best defenses they've played all year, which really ain't that good. Uh, Wake Forest has potential to be good, uh, but they again, they didn't show up the other day, so it really doesn't matter. Um, I'm curious. I mean, I'll just like, listen. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm – and I – I really don't have to explain anything to you because, again, I'm a Carolina fan. Like, I, the fact that I'm even going here should show you that I'm being objective. Like, if I wasn't, I'd be like, ah, oh, Carolina, you know, they're that good. They're that, yeah, they, yeah. Like, just, they're good. They're explosive. But are they as explosive as they've seemed up to this point? Sam Howell, 550 yards, 32 of 45, six passing touchdown, one rushing, rushing touchdown, only one interception. This weekend, Javante Williams played well, 101 yards, one touchdown on the ground. Michael Carter played well, you know, one of the running backs of the week in the ACC. Um, you know, and then obviously Daz Newsom and Deami Brown. That's a duo that's going to be really something moving forward. I mean, that just week in and week out, they they are just that they're really really good. So I'm not denying that they're good and explosive. What I want to see, what are you going to do against the number 12 defense in the country right now, Notre Dame, this coming week? What are you going to do against that? And Carolina might, they might go out and they may do the same exact thing against Notre Dame, by the way. That's possible. I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen. I just, they haven't faced a team of that caliber all year long. They haven't faced a defense of that caliber all year long. And so it's going to be very interesting to see what they're able to string along. Uh, again, Notre Dame, the 12th-ranked defense right now in the country. So uh, the red zone defense will be – and what's going to make it even more interesting is, you know, Notre Dame, they've got a pretty decent red zone defense. So I'm, cu- I'm curious what they're going to be able to do against Sam Howell, you know, guarding Daz Newsom, guarding Deami Brown, trying to stop that run game that's been very explosive for Carolina. I'm curious to see how that goes. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, Notre Dame's red zone defense has really come a long way. It really was not very good last year. And, you know, this year it's, again, you know, I'm being a dead horse here. It's come a long way. So, um. And I'm curious to see, and and one of the you know to to the point of what I've been harping on, other than the fact that you know is Carolina's offense as explosive as it seemed, is their defense going to show up? Because I promise you, the offense is not going to matter. The offense could be there. Sam Howell could blow it up. Deami Brown and Daz Newsom could be all world. The running game could be unstoppable. If Carolina's defense plays the way it did against Wake Forest, the way it played against FSU, the way it played against UVA. It's played most of this year, which hadn't been very good, by the way. It was better last year up to this point. And it won't matter what Carolina's offense does. If, if, if the defense plays the way it's been playing recently, Notre Dame is going to annihilate Carolina. Annihilate. I don't know who's hosting it. I, I didn't look. Uh... I'll double check on that while we're talking about this. But yeah. If if the defense is anything like it's been lately, 
Carolina is going to get annihilated, even if their offense plays well. Like, they are not. I repeat, they are not going to be able to keep up with Ian Book. They're not going to be able to keep up with the run game for Notre Dame. It ain't going to happen. So it pains me to say that as a Carolina fan, obviously, but I've got a lot of conviction about that because we've seen, like, we again, I mean, just drive after drive after drive by Wake Forest the other day. You can't do that against Notre Dame. You just can't. Um, you can't do that against Ian Book, who's been incredible passing. He's been incredible. He's been incredible running the ball. He's also been very good scrambling out of the pocket. He's very he's he's been he's been very good being improv and kind of having to come up with stuff on the fly. You know, when he gets some pressure, which he could get hopefully from Chaz Surratt uh, in the Carolina's pass rush. But he's been very good at kind of wiggling his way out of things and making something happen. And so. You know, we'll see what happens. And I mean, and to that point, four of the touchdowns Wake Forest had the other day came out of the air. Three of them came on the ground rushing. So there was really a good mixture on, you know, both formats, air and ground game against Carolina's defense the other day by Wake Forest. So you cannot play that way against Notre Dame. Or unfortunately, if you're the Tar Heels, you are going to get annihilated i just ugh, pains me to say that but i mean you got to say it how it is um let's see here okay all right it looks like that carolina notre dame game is going to be the week after this week so it looks like they've got a week off um yeah that's what it looks like on the schedule so week 13 yeah That'll okay. So that's actually going to be a Friday night game. Oh, that's good. So we'll uh, let's see here. Oh, so that's the day after thing. All right. So that one will be next Friday, not this Friday. It's going to be next Friday, three thirty, prime time on ABC. The day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, um, in Chapel Hill. So okay, that's that's going to be fun to look forward to then. Notre Dame at Carolina next Friday, not this Friday, at 3.30. So we'll be able to talk about that one actually on air because it'll have already happened. So that'll be fun uh, to get into that. Um, next thing I kind of wanted to get into to a lesser degree, uh, just a little more briefly, is Miami at Virginia Tech. It was tight. Um, hang on, I'm parched. I got to get a sip. Good coffee. Real good coffee. Going with that pumpkin spice. Harris Teeter brand again. Um, mm. ah, it's good. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah. Miami won it. 25-24. They pulled it out. Um, I don't know. My, I'm noticing a common trend with Miami's defense that they just they seem they they've given up no less than 10 points all year and that was uh against FSU so they've given up at least two scores all year long and so you know while while they're still obviously in the top 25 you know middle you know middle of the pack just out of the top 10 they're number 12 this week you know, I don't know. I, I I hate saying overrated because I called Notre Dame overrated all year, but I'll just say it. I think Miami might be a little bit overrated. I mean, obviously, I mean, they've only got one loss on their record to Clemson when they got blown out of the stadium. But, I mean, when I'm just thinking when you really look at their defense, I mean, they've, they've kind of struggled a lot this year. De'Eric King is probably – the reason that they are where they are, if I had to guess, you know, after that, I mean, he's been playing lights out. That If I had to guess, he's the reason that they're where they at. It ain't because of their defense, because their defense has struggled. And I think you Miami fans know that their defense has struggled. Because um, like I said, Virginia Tech didn't, I mean, they kept up, uh, but they didn't play that great. You know, Hendon Hooker did not play that great. Only one rushing touchdown. One interception, barely if 200 
uh, yards uh, passing. So that that's really my only takeaway from that game is that Miami may have an issue at defense. So uh, the next thing I kind of wanted to get to as we uh, wrap up everything on a Monday, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, appreciate just everything you guys do uh, and all you guys that have watched the show up to this point. This is our 11th episode, uh, and it's just been so much fun. So I really appreciate you guys. Um, let's see here. So Jerry Jones said something the other day, and, and I, if the, I'm pretty sure that if the NFL draft happened right now, uh, the Cowboys would have the number three overall pick, I'm pretty sure, which would 100% put them in the, the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. I don't know that Trevor Lawrence is going to be around for the third pick, but I do think Justin Fields would be, potentially, because uh, there's that really good defensive player or that lineman. or I, I don't remember if he's a lineman or a linebacker out of Oregon. I don't even remember his name. Uh Got a new viewer. Welcome in. I uh, hope you're doing well. Um, so yeah, Cowboys. They're they're in they're in the game as far as getting one of these top picks if the season were to end right now. And I'm pretty sure I don't I didn't I don't know the quote verbatim, but I'm pretty sure when asked, you know, would you consider taking Trevor Lawrence if you had that option? I'm pretty sure he said something to the effect of. Dax, our guy, uh, basically insinuating that he would not be interested, and you know he he would go with Dak Prescott over Trevor Lawrence. Um, which again, by the way, this is hypothetical because most likely the Jets are going to be taking Trevor Lawrence. We know this, but there is a possibility. It's slim, but there is a possibility that. Instead of going for Trevor Lawrence, the Jets completely buy in, continue to buy into Sam Darnold, and they give up that number one overall pick for a crap ton of material that you could put around Sam Darnold and build around him. And they could go that route. I don't know or think they will. I think that's a slim chance. But if they were to pass on Trevor Lawrence, that would be the most logical reason why is to give that pick up, get a crap ton of stuff for it, and build around Sam Darnold and, you know, go from there. We'll see if that happens. But if that were to be the case, then that could put Trevor Lawrence in the sights of Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, listen, there's nothing I like better than complaining about the, not even complaining because I'm not complaining. It's just, there's nothing I like better than talking shit about the Cowboys. It's just nothing because it's, they are so exhausting. I mean, just exhausting because we put them in the Super Bowl every stinking year before the season. We put them in the Super Bowl, they're already there. They're there. They're waiting on Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or whoever's going to play him in the Super Bowl. They're already there. They're ready to go. And then this weird, you know, thing happens where they go eight and eight and they don't even make the playoffs. And, you know, we're all you, uh, everyone who predicted they were going to go to the Super Bowl is left. Oh, well, what? Didn't that? It, it, we do it every year, every stinking year year and it's ex it's fun to watch but it's it's exhausting in that process of watching people say oh they're going to go to the super bowl they got a good chance to go to the super bowl they, they've got the best roster to go to the super bowl which they do by the way but every year i enjoy watching them fail to do so that's the fun part but the the process of hearing people say oh they're going to the super that part's a little exhausting because it's like you would think We've seen enough by now to know that ain't happening anytime soon. Hadn't happened over the last 25 years. You know, who's paying attention to that? But so, um, you really think Jerry Jones would pass up on Trevor Lawrence? You really think that would happen? I'm curious. Do you actually think that would happen? 
listen, I feel bad. I feel so bad. This is nothing against Dak Prescott, by the way. Now, I think he should get paid. Um, I don't think he's worth what he was initially asking for. You know, here's the weird thing about the NFL. Like, it, it we get... We have this weird thing sometimes where it's like we get butt hurt or certain people get butt hurt when you say a certain player shouldn't get or shouldn't get paid or isn't worth what that player is asking for. And it's like we didn't say that he shouldn't get paid or I I didn't and people that feel like I do didn't say that. We just said he's not worth Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson type money he's not worth that but he should get paid a good paycheck and a good amount because see here's the thing about the nfl that people forget when they go too far with this and they say oh no you shouldn't pay Dak." you know he you know, ta- the thing is now unless you are like the cowboys or the jets or somebody who's got the pick you better pay your quarterback that does above average because those Quarterbacks are far between, really, in the NFL. Like, if you don't pay somebody and you lose them, you need to – same thing with head coaches, too, by the way. You need to ask yourself, what's the alternative? Like, if you weren't in the Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields sweepstakes, as the Cowboys are, if you weren't in that position and you were now faced with the question, do we pay Dak – or do we let him walk? Or you could tag him again. Do we pay him that contract that he wants? You have to ask yourself, what's the alternative? All right, if we don't keep Dak, if we don't want to pay him, and we can't come to an agreement, and we decide to let him walk, what's the alternative? Andy Dalton? Not too good, huh? It's just... I think that's something that fans don't often think about when it comes to these things. It's like, what's the alternative? There's not just a load of great quarterbacks out there. Dak's a very good quarterback, by the way. He's solid. He's a great locker room leader. He, I don't think he's elite in really any category, but he is above average. He's a great game manager. He's captured the hearts of everybody in Dallas. He's, and again, a great leader in a locker room, which is more important than I think gets credit for, you know, the EQ and the, and the social aspect of things. Um, so, again, like, I think Dak is, needs to be paid. I just don't think he's worth what he was asking for. Um, but to say, with that being said, and I feel bad for Dak, you know, obviously he got hurt after everything he went through with his contract. It's kind of what I'm trying to lead up to here. But with that said, you can't tell me that Trevor Lawrence, speaking of alternatives now, you can't tell me that Trevor Lawrence would not work in Dallas. And you can't tell me that if Jerry Jones actually had that option, that he wouldn't go that route. Like, come on now. Because one thing we know about Jerry Jones is that he pays his stars. He pays the guys that he believes in. He did it to Tony Romo. Tony Romo wasn't worth that type of money. And you know it. Tony Romo was not worth that type of money. He's paid, he paid Zeke. He paid all of his other stars or people he believed were his stars. But he, when he had the option, he didn't pay Dak. They couldn't come to an agreement. They, they tagged him. That should tell you right there the belief level that Jerry Jones has in Dak Prescott. Because, again, of previous history of where Jerry, that's literally one of the things Jerry Jones is known for, paying who he believes are his stars potentially too much, potentially too soon. He's done it his whole time in Dallas, but he didn't do it for Dak. And I think that says something. So um, that that's kind of all I had on that. Uh, I just, I thought it was interesting that, Jerry Jones of all people would potentially choose Dak over Trevor Lawrence. Like, come on now. I mean, Trevor Lawrence would work so well. I mean, the hair, the charisma, he would work so well in Dallas. It would actually be one of the smart moves that Jerry Jones ever made. Seriously. Uh, 
So anyway, that's all we got for today on here on ACC Tailgate. Appreciate all of you for tuning in. Uh, again, big shout out to Dark Sage for the Notre Dame question. Really appreciate that. Hope you'll tune in again and give us more questions uh, so we can feature those right here on the show. Uh, and everyone else, you know, again, like I'm, if you leave a comment, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna discuss it. Like, cause I, again, like I'm not, I don't leave a single comment unread, unanswered. Like we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. Cause again, that's part of building a community here. So, uh, you know, whenever you watch, like if you watch live, like please, even if it's just, Hey, hope you're doing like, just leave me a comment. Uh, and we'll we'll feature it on the show, and I'd like to chat to you a little bit live here on the show because it's fun uh, to do that, and it gives me even more to talk about and somebody to actually talk to. So, uh, yep, that's going to do it for a Monday. Uh, we'll be back here on Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Do subscribe here on the Chris Landry Twitch channel. Uh, subscribe on LandryFootball.com. Get on that special offer from American Gaming Experts. Uh, and... Have yourself a great rest of your week. We'll see you on Friday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.